0: Opinions expressed on ACV Media are those of the content creators and should not be assumed to reflect product endorsements or the views of the American Council of the Blind, its elected officials, or its staff.
1: Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Unmute. Here at the top, we just want to remind you that we're going to get through all first questions, and if we get through everyone, then we'll take second questions. Also, we want to remind everyone to please be respectful and let everyone... Ask their question the same respect you would want your questions asked, and don't be shy. There is no dumb questions, so we will try and answer whatever question you have, as long as it's technology-related. Also, I wanted to remind everyone tonight that we have in Bits, we have Mac Bytes with Bits tonight starting at 8 p.m. Eastern, so you can check that out if that's something you're interested in. And as always, I got Michael Doyce with me. Hey, Michael, how's it going?
2: Hi Marty, it's good to be here. We've had a few new podcasts on the IACast network. We've had a programmatic few episodes, one on learning Git, and one on um, some programming trends in 2024. We've had new episodes of Spanish with Carla on the different body parts, how to say them in Spanish. We've had a new episode of the IACast talking about our tech predictions. Very awesome episode. A lot of AI, so go listen to that, and I believe that's everything on
1: this side of the fence, so back to you, Marty. Thanks, Michael, and also, as always, we got Michael Babcock with us. Hey, Michael, how's it going?
3: Hello, Marty, it's going well, so uh, we, I can't tell you... Ah, actually, I can. So yesterday we published technically working uh, with Demossy and I, and uh, you know we're we're gonna get through this. Sometimes uh, it gets a little bit difficult when you're uh, working with some. Creative Internet Solutions. So give that episode a listen if you're curious about what I'm talking about. Um, And then we actually didn't publish anything else except for the Tuesday call last week. Um, Blindshell Classic 2 users, you may have heard an announcement yesterday on Blindshell 101 and beyond, and if you follow me on Mastodon, that the Be My AI feature is coming to the Be My Eyes app. Uh, It's my understanding that They started slowly roll, uh, slowly roll that out today. Uh, So if you don't have the update right now, uh, look throughout this week to in the app catalog under the updates, and your Be My Eyes app should have an update. And once it's updated, you'll have the Be My AI feature, which will be the feature of tomorrow's Shell Phone Show. So that's what I got for you, Marty. Do you have a question for me?
1: I have a question of the day, and the question of the day is backing up your stuff, computers, devices, all of that. Do you have a backup solution? And if you do, what is it? Are you using an external hard drive? Are you using an external hard drive and a service, cloud, everything? If you're using a backup uh, strategy, we'd love to hear what it is. And if you don't have one, you should try and get one because you don't want to lose your data.
3: (laughs) I'm going to answer this real quick before we go to these questions because I want to answer it on three levels. So number one, on the Mac, I back all my data up by saving it to an external hard drive. Um, And that's where my Dropbox folder is. So all of my data is on the external hard drive. And that's also being synced with Dropbox. I need to get something like Backblaze installed. So I have a a redundant backup for my phone. I just use Apple backups. uh, So you plug it in and it backs it up to your phone. And then for websites, if you're interested in backing up your website, I am very fond of the Updraft suite of products, uh, especially if you're a WordPress user, because Updraft will back up your website for you before you make any changes, including installing updates to themes or plugins, and you can also set it to do daily or weekly automatic backups. Sheila, who do we got first? Ibrahim.
1: Hey, Ibrahim.
0: Hello. So um, I have an external hard drive that I back everything up to actually, I have several drives on my computer and I got it set up such a way that um, only my programs are on my main drive and everything else is everywhere else. So. Um, If my uh, windows crashes, all my info is safe. So the question I have is, um, on the iPhone a while ago, I enabled um, audio audio exposure in health, the notification that lets you know when your earphones has been too loud for a week or so, Mm -hmm. and I can't seem to turn it off. I do not want to format my phone. Um, Yeah, I don't know how to turn it off. I go in there, it just says it's on, I click it, nothing happens. What about,
1: did you try looking in notifications and see if maybe you can turn it off in notifications?
0: Um, I didn't check notifications, I just went off. Um, I'll check notifications.
1: I'm not sure it's there, but if you can't turn it off anywhere else, it might be a good place to check in notifications. You're just probably going to have to scroll way down yeah. and see if it's there. If it is, and you can turn it off there, it won't notify you anymore.
0: Okay. Thanks.
1: Yep. Thank you. All
4: right. Debbie Hazelton. Hey, Debbie. Hi. Um, hey there. You know, I think this is the M&M&M show because it's three M names, you guys
1: yep okay to the power of two
4: (laughs) so my I used to invite people to zoom and get everything you know get calendar invites out for some reason now I'm having a harder time doing it I know zoom keeps updating (laughs) so what you tell me today might be different in a week
5: (laughs) or in an hour but
4: yeah in an hour um I'm having a hard time once, and I think yesterday I was on Windows. I have to try it again from my iPhone. But when I got to attendees, I was I was stuck. Only one of my attendees' names showed up, but even then I didn't know what to do to get to the others and to get that stuff out so that they could get added to my calendar and their calendar invites. So that's my question. Mm-hmm
1: you're on windows uh i'm on
4: windows 11
1: okay yeah i am Outlook. michael babcock you got any insight on that or did you get booted sounds like he got booted okay he's having technical oh, issues oh there we go no, oh, there real. Are are.
3: i think i'm back now so <laughs> um using outlook michael were you going to say something d
1: no i just did
3: i okay. i haven't
2: yeah. seen that so i just wasn't sure. If yeah, you're
3: so so are you booking the event, Debbie, in Outlook directly, or are you doing this in I've the Zoom done it client? In,
4: well, I've done it in Zoom because I don't know how Calendars to get the link. I don't know how to get the link in, like, if I've heard it's good to do it through Outlook. I do all my other calendar stuff in the Outlook calendar, but I am not sure how to do Zoom that way without getting it first through Zoom. I have to get the link that way, don't
3: I? So you may actually, and I don't have the answer, immediate answer for you right now, just to preface it with that. (laughs) But where I would look is look into um, Zoom and Outlook integrations. Um, I can do a quick Google search, but it probably won't be that quick right now. Uh, But I believe... That Zoom, um, when you book an event in Outlook and you invite people to it, you can set Outlook to automatically generate the Zoom link and add it to the calendar, invitation automatically so you don't even have to go get it and copy it so i think where you'd want to look is how to integrate zoom with your outlook calendar and that might help you with figuring out what path to go to get those to work otherwise what i just tried on the mac and again i haven't tried it on windows is if i typed in a participant's name and then i hit enter it looks like it adds that participant uh, if you're scheduling the meeting inside of zoom so i would try that if you haven't yet i did and then,
1: Debbie, okay. the other yeah. thing is on your phone, you have to use the regular calendar app, but you can get the link and create an event in the regular calendar app. There'll be a place to put the link in there. Mm-hmm. And once you have the event all created, when you open up the event and edit it, there's a thing called Invitees, and then you could invite people from there, and they will get all the event information as well as the link to the Zoom meeting. Hmm.
4: Okay. Well, those are a bunch of good ideas. I will see what happens. Thank you.
1: Yeah, no problem.
6: Restoria. Hello. Hello. I haven't backed up my information, so. Um,
1: Oh, you should. If you have not, you should.
6: I know. I know. But I have a different problem this morning. Okay. I accidentally touched Zoom text, and I don't have it, and uh, a, a new version of it. And and I can't get out of that screen. Can you give me a hint as to how I can get out of it?
1: Which operating system are you on? Are you, I'm assuming you're on uh, Windows.
6: Windows 11. Okay. And, cool. all, you know, it's everything. It shows uh, my name and everything, but I don't know how to get rid of Zoom tech.
2: So, are you trying to just get out of the Zoom Text window? Or are you trying to exit Zoom Text?
6: Yes, exit it. I guess.
2: So, uh, do you have Zoom Text with speech or just magnification?
6: It was the uh, magnification.
2: Okay, so if you Alt Tab, you should be able to get to the Zoom Text window. Uh, I know there's a keystroke to do this. I'm not sure what it is. But if you Alt Tab to the Zoom Text window and press Alt F4, uh, that should bring up a dialog to exit Zoom Text and you just press Enter. Alt Tab. Uh, Alt Tab until you get mm-hmm. to the Zoom Text window. And then Alt F4 uh, will prompt you to close Zoom Text and it will unmagnify everything.
1: If you hold down the tab key, and then, mm. I mean the alt key, and then you mm. continue, you tap the tab key, that's going to mm-hmm. bring you to each open app that you have on your computer, right. and you'd be able to quit out of Zoom that way. That's what Michael Zoom was text. trying to mm-hmm. explain to you. Nope. Okay, Zoom so if,
6: is still there.
7: Hey, if, hey, Marty, if that's this is not Brad. working, then... Oh, go ahead, Brad. Yeah, command caps lock... Control caps lock u should bring the zoom text user interface into focus and then alt F4. Uh mm-hmm. then it's gonna probably prompt you if this is really what you want to do. Select yes and that should exit zoom text.
6: Where is command?
7: Control, sorry. Oh, Control okay. caps
2: lock U, is that what you said?
7: Control caps lock and the letter U. hmm Should Bring the Zoom Text user interface into focus.
3: And then nope. once. So, so, what happens when you press Alt F4? Hold the Alt when key I, and press the F4 key at the top.
6: It's still. It's just sitting there. It says my it name and. It is an interesting your, one because. Okay. I'm sorry. And it
3: shows what? It says your name and it shows what? And,
6: uh, like what would be at the bottom, you know, the uh, <clears throat> internet, the sign off uh, tab. So
3: you're going to first need to enter your password to log into your computer. So, okay. I, uh-huh. so I think that might be where the issue lies um, is you're not actually signed in. So the keystrokes we're telling you to press aren't going to work because it's still on the sign in screen. So if you tried entering your password and pressing enter by chance. Just just enter it, although it doesn't come on. Okay. Try that and see if that works. And if it doesn't, then unfortunately, this sounds like it's going to be a little bit more troubleshooting. And I might have to point you at the Microsoft Disability Answer Desk if you haven't reached out to them. Okay. All right. Thank you. No Uh worries.
6: All right. Nancy.
1: Hey, Nancy. Hello. Um,
8: So, in my jaws, whenever I'm uh, just sitting at my computer doing whatever, whatever message it gives me, it repeats twice. How can I get it not to do that?
3: So, if I'm understanding correctly, if you hear something from JAWS when you're just sitting at your computer and it reads something to you, it repeats it to you twice?
8: Yes, and it also does that when I'm in Zoom and I'm going up and down names and when I'm hosting, I'll
3: go up and, and down names. And it says each of the names uh, twice? Yes. So, where I would start, Nancy, and I don't have the keystroke, but I'll give you a keystroke so you can find the keystroke because you okay. know there's there's a lot of keystrokes in Jaws. I but know. I would what I would start doing is there's an option to res- to temporarily reset your jaws to factory defaults, which means it'll go back and take all the customizations you've you've implemented out of your JAWS, Mm -hmm. Um, you can go back to where you are currently, but you can temporarily go to factory settings and then see if you still encounter it. If you do, then that tells you it's one of the settings that you have modified. And at that point, it's going to be a process of trying to figure out what that setting is. Um, But it sounds like there could be a setting that got changed somewhere at some point. So if, if you do JAWS key space which will put you into the layered keys, and you press the J key. That'll put you in the JAWS command search. And in that search, you can type in factory or reset. I think it will come up under reset. And that'll give you the keystrokes to be able to perform that, okay?
8: Okay. And then temporarily, does it is it on a timer thing, or do I have to toggle it back um,
3: off? I believe if I recall right, and you can test text me or email me and we'll see if I get back to you. I mean, you can try to get a hold of me, uh, but I believe if, if I recall right, and you can look that up too, it will reset to your current settings after you restart JAWS.
8: Oh, okay. That makes sense. All right.
3: All yep, right. Give that a try. And it sounds to me like it could be a script or focus issue, but that's where I would start by trying. And someone else might have some alternative ideas too, if they want to raise their hand.
8: Okay, and the other thing I wanted to say is um in in for Ibrahim, I th- I believe the setting to turn off the volume limit is either in music settings or in accessibility settings. To okay. turn off the vo- the volume limit for his headphones. So,
1: any anyway. places to check. Yeah. Definitely. Also another suggestion for you is maybe try rebooting your computer, just do like a restart on it. See if that helps. Okay. Sometimes that All solves right. problems. It's kind of a
7: yeah
1: a weird thing, but you know, when you restart your computer, sometimes it solves issues that you go, oh great, okay, problem solved, you know.
3: Yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, it's
3: never only that easy. Oh every once in a while though. <laughs> <Yeah>.
9: <laughs> All
3: right. Thank you. Thanks, Nancy. Uh, thanks, guys.
9: All right,
5: Nolan. Hey Nolan. Can you hear me?
1: Yes, we can. Yes.
5: Okay. So um, I use two backup methods, I use, I, I up my iPhone directly to the, I use iCloud backup, and I also use the Finder in macOS to back it up locally, so I have two copies in case if there's a problem. Um, and also, um... I am experiencing a un... an unsafe, uh... situation that I've experienced this morning. When I was trying to sync music to my phone using the music scroll area with voiceover. I did not appreciate um, Finder locking up on me. I tried shutting the computer down and it's still popping up indicating that uh, the iPhone is trying to be synced and it keeps thinking and I had to force it to shut down Due to its bad behavior, and I'm wondering if there's a problem with macOS, if there's a way to fix it.
1: What computer are you on?
5: Uh, the mid 2014 21.5 inch Apple
1: iMac. So you're on Intel still?
5: Correct, macOS Big Sur. Uh, yeah, and are you using
1: was- what's What are you using for the uh, the music? Are you using a music service like Apple Music or? What no, I'm
5: taking I'm taking music CDs that I have imported, mm-hmm. uh, and putting them into the putting them into my iTunes account that's on my phone and stuff, and doing it that way.
2: These things are going like. There's just going to be times where macOS is going to have issues syncing to an iPhone. Um, okay. It, it just, it happens even on newer Macs. It's okay. one of those things that uh, things happen and just unplug the phone and tell it to synchronize again, and uh, hopefully it won't lock up. But as, as hardware gets older and operating systems get newer, there is, you know, slowdown. So okay. um, it could be any number of things there, but I would just... Restart the computer, try the sync again. You know, sometimes force shutdown is needed. It happens, you know, at the best and the worst of times. So,
5: Okay. If it happens again, should I call Apple Accessibility and report it to them and let them know so they can check it?
1: I mean, you could do that, but uh, in this situation, they might tell you that you're going to have things that are really outdated due to the computer being that old and the okay. old operating system that you're running because like your phone, I'm assuming is much newer than that, you know? Is that, yep, is that, that true? makes
5: a lot of sense.
1: So, mm-hmm. so as the problem is, as things progress moving forward, if you're on a Mac platform and you're still running an older operating system, a lot of times the apps and things like that, they aren't able to update because they update with the whole operating system on a Mac. So right. you can't just update mail or stuff like that. You have to yeah, get the whole operating sense. system. But I would make sure you have all your security uh, updates done. And if you have a, a moment when your Finder crashed, I would try and just go to the Apple and go to restart, restart your computer. Sometimes that will clean things up. And make sure that your security updates at least yeah, are up also, to date.
5: Yeah, I've also I've also tried force quitting Finder, and that did not.
1: You can't quit Finder, unfortunately. Okay. If Finder yeah. is always running in the background, well, if you, you can. You could, but, but you don't want to do that.
5: Okay, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, thank you guys for your help, and I appreciate you guys uh, giving me some suggestions, and I appreciate it. And uh, yeah, no problem. I honestly. Um, I'll have to make sure if I were to get a new Apple iMac, I'll have to, I'll have to, I'll, uh, I'll have to upgrade and make some changes if I have to, and I really don't want to. The problem is, is I don't want to wipe the hard drive completely either because it's got both my sister's stuff on it and my stuff, so I don't want Well, you wouldn't lose need to wipe the that. hard
1: drive. And if you're going to get a brand new iMac, like one that just came out, if I mm-hmm. was you, I would only back up your data on your old computer that you're using right now, and yep. then I would take your data itself and I would bring it onto the new computer. That way, because your computer's old and you don't want to bring any old problems, any old issues or maybe outdated software onto a new computer, especially going from Intel to uh, an M-series computer. So... If I was you, I would just back up all of your documents, files, all of that stuff separately from the operating system. And the easiest way to do that would be to find your home folder and just drag your home folder onto an external hard drive. And then all of your documents and all that stuff should be there and you can bring it to the new computer and then bring over what you need.
5: Okay. Yeah, because what I did is I've backed up, like, I've backed up, Press plus tilde to reach pop up my, hand. I, I've, I've backed, backed up to everything up to an hand. external hard drive hand. so that if I were to bring stuff over, I could, but I would have to, I can even, if I have to, I can probably copy my home folder and stuff and just put it on the hard drive, on the external hard drive, and then just carry everything over rather than Bring the old software and stuff. Correct. That, yep. Okay. That,
3: that would be the pro-
5: Okay. Yeah. Thank you so much, guys. Yep. I good luck. It. Thank
1: yep. you.
7: Yep. No problem.
9: All right, Brad. Who we got?
7: Yes, we have Greg on stage. Triple G, go ahead.
10: I'm on stage. I always feel so like. I'm on stage. I always feel like I should perform or something. Anyway, hey hey guys, Michael Squared and Marty, how are you guys doing?
1: Good, good. Thank you. And you?
10: Good, good. Um, So my question is this. Um, Every week I seem to have a new question, but um, my Gmail is reading to me double. So it's reading to me. I'm using the Gmail um, basic HTML version, which I hear is going away, which makes me so sad but it's reading to me in duplicate almost in other words it'll read to me like it doesn't matter if it's a table or if it's a row or anyway have you guys heard of this it's like reading it's reading to me the message
3: so two questions number one is this with jaws triple g
10: Yes, it is with jobs. Okay,
3: yes. and and number two, is this only happening on the basic HTML view, or is it happening at other places on the web?
10: It's happening with the basic HTML view.
3: So I have not encountered this. Granted, I have not used basic HTML probably in like ten years. So what I would 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 suggest is. A, get familiar with what Freedom Scientific slash Vespero has been providing with teaching people how to use standard view of Gmail um, and experiment with that to see if that works better for you because you're right. uh, You've got less than three weeks left of that basic HTML view. Uh, As of February 1st, it's going away. So in my opinion, you might as well get familiar with the standard view instead of worrying about troubleshooting the basic HTML view.
10: Okay. That makes
3: a whole lot of sense. So, um, don't mean to be mean about it, but I think that would be the best productivity uh, use of the time. Um, As I said, Vespero has some amazing webinars, uh, both held and in ACB community, and I believe on their uh, own training page, talking about using Gmail's standard view. Um, And I think it's very important people start to get familiar with that if they haven't yet. Okay. Okay. Well, great. Thanks, Triple G. -G. Michael.
7: Yep. Thanks. Thanks guys. Have a good one. Good luck,
9: Rand. Anybody else?
7: No, we're clear over here. Thank okay, you. Cool.
9: All right, Pam.
7: Hey, Pam. Hey, Pam.
9: Hello. Uh, as far as the backing up goes, I my Mac, I have um, I keep it backed up on a um, an external hard drive. My iPhone, I. have normally just back it up to the cloud, iCloud. Uh, occasionally, if I'm getting a new phone, I uh, have been known to back it up to my computer. Uh, but you know, I haven't done that in so long. And and the way you do it now has changed. So uh, <laughs> I'll have to figure out how to do it now. Um, but the setting for Ibrahim is you're going to go to settings. Uh, Let me actually find it again. Uh, Okay. You're going to go to settings. You're going to go to accessibility. You're going to scroll down to the hearing section where they have the things about the hearing aids and all those settings. You're going to scroll to Audio and audio-visual, and you're going to go to, well, let me find it again. It, it, um, it jumped out of there. It's called, let's see. Well, as soon as I find it. Right, audio and visual, it is called... Headphone notifications, and you want to if you don't want to be notified uh, what the um, decibels and all that that you're getting through your headphones, you want to turn headphone notifications off, and it's just a toggle.
1: Awesome, thanks, Pam. Perfect, Pam. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Beth, hey, Beth,
9: you're muted, Beth. Mm
1: -hmm. Should we come back to her? Maybe she stepped away.
9: You might have to hit that F6 key and tab to OK. All right, Sharon, we'll go to Sharon. Hey, Sharon. Same problem. No problem. Sharon?
11: <laughs> I know you were unmuted earlier. There
9: we go. Uh, there me. you go. <laughs> Sorry. No problem. Okay. Um, okay. I have three quick questions. First of all, I'll refresh my memory as to how to get on to um, IACast because I did it once before and it was hard to find. Um, the second question is, and I think I got a good explanation of this the other night, but I wanted to make sure with mm-hmm. Apple Books... Uh, if you order an ebook, voiceover will read. will read it. Is that correct? And the yeah. final one is um, on the iPhone. There's something called Keychain.
4: Is that a valid and secure way to keep passwords? Those are yeah. might... Okay. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That's good. And your voiceover will right. read the books app. So if you have books, mm-hmm. you can do. Uh, Use voiceover to read your books, and then uh, for your first question, I guess we're going backwards. Yes, your First question: good. What you're trying to get on on your phone or computer? On oh,
12: Overcast,
4: which, yeah, yeah.
1: So, are you trying yeah, to get I mean, the phones. podcast, or are you trying to hear yeah. the stream, like the radio?
4: No, no, the podcast.
1: So you could just in Overcast. I think when
2: you go to look for a podcast, you could type in iacast, and there's uh, you could do iacast or iacast network. Oh, um, I,
9: you know what i think it's network i think that's what
4: gets yeah. i had it before and mm-hmm. i had let it go but i think you're right it's iCast network
2: okay yep, you can look for both and okay. the network will give you all of the content
4: great
13: thank you so much yeah, yeah. i'm i'm unmuted now yes, ma'am.
1: I, okay hold on Beth, gotcha. we'll come right back to you okay um, gotcha. michael doyce do you want to also just real quick let people know how they can get on the stream if that's something True. they want to listen to
2: So also, all of our content can be found in the iAccessibility app. And also, if you want to get to the radio station, iacast.net slash listen is how you can get to the radio. Or again, there's a button in the iAccessibility app for iOS. Um, You could also go to iacast.net in your web browser to get to all of the content, show notes, and all that kind of stuff.
9: right,
13: You ready for that?
3: Yep, let's go ahead, Beth.
13: Yeah, I was gonna. Um, yeah, my phone does that once in a while. I uh, it's frustrating. some Some phone does things that frustrates me, and I um, like uh, notifications. You know, I tried to like, like just say I was um, reading something or whatever, and I tried to put Facebook off because it always speaks my notifications, and and I. Couldn't get it off. It just it wouldn't say notification off or anything. So I don't know because I go to settings and the it has apps and everything, and I just can't. It just doesn't go off. It just says something about alerts badges, uh, but doesn't go off. So.
7: So,
1: yeah, are you trying, do you have a mute setting on is what I'm wondering? Um, Which phone do you have Uh, again, Beth?
13: I have an iPhone 13.
1: So there's two places where you can actually mute the audio on your phone. One would be in the control center, and the second is an actual physical button. If you're holding the phone in front of you. Mm -hmm. On the left side, there's going to be the volume buttons, and then above that, there's a little tiny rocker button. Sometimes that gets bumped, and it mutes your phone, and it takes the audio away. So you want to make sure that either that is in the position that you want it to be so that you can hear your audio, first thing. And then there's also one in the control center as well, where you can okay. mute your audio and all that. So you want to check those two places and make sure that you do have the audio turned on. It's not muted. If it's muted, then you'll just get the the banner and like a vibration, but you won't get an audio alert. So you yeah, want to check I those w- two places.
13: I see that mute. Sometimes it's hard for me to get. I, I can <laughs> can get it with my fingernail, you know, sometimes, sometimes, you know, cause it's like in, in there. So.
1: <laughs> yeah. And sometimes you don't even realize that you actually bumped it, you know, for a while. And all of a sudden, why right. is your phone not making any, any noise? So, but that's where I would start with check. The only other thing you can do is go into notifications. Each app has got its own notifications. So like if you're looking for a particular thing that's not making any noise Uh, You might want to go in there and make sure that you have the audio turned on for that particular app in notifications, which would be settings and then notifications. And then you scroll down to whatever app it is you're trying to um, change the notification settings on.
13: Okay. Yeah. And I also was wondering about YouTube TV because I'm thinking about getting rid of my cable and getting that is, you know, I have to first check out how much I'm paying for Internet. You know, if it's worth it, because cable is going up, as a lot of you probably know. So yeah. YouTube TV, is that a good like, thing have? It really all depends it?
1: on what you're looking for to watch. The thing now is that before it used to be, you know, one, Netflix has most everything. You can get Netflix and, and be good, right? But now every, you know, provider has their own streaming service, their own app or whatever, you know? So Mm -hmm. uh, you got to figure out what is it that you're looking for to watch and where is that? And then how much is that going to cost you? And that's how you would kind of decide what streaming service that you want to go with.
13: Right. Cause now I have (laughs) Peacock, which can be a challenge. You know, I, well, I can, I can do it, but you know, you have to really.
1: (laughs) Every app is going to be a little bit different. Some will work better than others. You know, it's kind of uh, a little bit of a, wild wild west you're going to just have to figure out what you're looking for where the shows are that you want and what a lot of people do is let's say there's a show on peacock they'll watch the season of that show and when that's over another show may come on hulu and then they'll turn off peacock and turn on hulu and it kind of turns into chasing the things you want to watch around so it's a little bit of a trial and error kind of a thing there's not going to be any yeah. 100% thing that's just going to cover all your bases unless you get like a satellite or a cable service.
13: Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because it's like there's no point in getting unless I watch a lot of like, because I watch a lot of things on Hulu, but I don't have Hulu, but may- maybe Peacock and Hulu and get rid of my cable. <laughs> yeah. yeah,
1: you'll just have to play around and see what's going to be the best option for you.
13: Yeah. Okay All right,
1: thank Beth, you. well thanks a lot. hmm Thanks. David. Hey David, how's it going?
14: Hi everyone. Um hey, I, I wanted to offer two comments. Um first regarding just the last uh participant that you had on, uh I think it was Beth about YouTube TV. Yep. So I think in the case of YouTube TV, because they are primarily a live TV service for watching the typical channels that you would expect on cable and satellite the, you you were what what you said marty was right but in the case of things like youtube tv or hulu live as opposed to hulu on demand you have to ask yourself what channels um am i hoping to watch and then find out if that service has your channels so if you're a fan of You know, my wife likes Animal Planet. And if we were going to go to one of those services, I would want to know okay, does the service have the Animal Planet channel as an option? And if they don't, then you might say, well, I I don't know if this is the best choice. So you really have to say, okay, what are my favorite channels? Do I like CNN or ESPN? And then does the service that I'm going to subscribe to have that? And you should be able to find that out by going on the website. They should have a list of uh, channels. Um, When I used the app last, it was pretty accessible, but that was a long time ago, and things may have changed. Um, But that's what I would say about YouTube TV is think about what channels you currently watch on your cable provider, and what channels do you feel you absolutely can't live without. And then find out if the service you're going to subscribe to uh, has that.
1: And David, um, you can uh, chime in if I'm wrong on this, but live on any YouTube or any of those other channels are going to be a lot mm-hmm. more expensive than the watch on demand, right? Like YouTube Live opposed to Hulu on demand <clears> where you just find what they already have available.
14: Oh, very much so, yeah. No, you're absolutely right. I mean, mm-hmm. the, even though the streaming services are going up in price, um, you're still going to pay more for one of the live on demand things. I remember YouTube TV used to be, I think, 35 a month and that was pretty good at the time, but now it's, um, it's a bit more, Um, but it's still maybe cheaper than what you're paying for with cable. And again, it just depends on what channels you currently have with your cable provider now and which ones you're thinking of, of uh, subscribing to. And or which ones cable, you want to watch.
2: And even cable providers are now offering streaming services like Spectrum. You can just get their streaming uh, package, which has all the same channels as if you get a cable box for the yes. same prices like YouTube TV and uh, Hulu TV, live TV. So it just depends on which one is <clears throat> your preference.
1: And one yep. last thing I'll throw in here is, the cable channels now, all the cable services stations, they're obviously in a lot of competition because everyone's going to streaming. So if there's certain channels, like David was saying, Animal Planet, ESPN, any of those, you can always try and call the cable, your cable provider and let them know, hey, you're within a budget. Can you get an a la carte kind of a thing and see if they can do it for you within a budget and just make it easy for you instead of having to try and go figure out where all of the different services or channels are on all the random apps so i mean you can do that a lot of times they will try to work with you to keep you as a customer
14: yeah that's right yeah it doesn't hurt to call and see what they can do for you before you're thinking about uh before you decide to leave them um the other thing i wanted to comment on was nancy's earlier question and michael babcock what you gave her was absolutely right you had suggested that in order to troubleshoot whether her uh, jaws is um, corrupted in some way to go into the default mode. Um, The keystroke for that is insert space, which is the layered keystroke, followed by the letter Z as in Zulu. And when you do that, you're going to hear a really cryptic um, message. They really should change this because it's, it's a little weird, but it'll say something like um, default user directory mode. Mm-hmm. And what should happen, what is supposed to happen is it goes into all of the default settings that you first, that you first get when you, initially install Jaws. So Michael is is right. It's a good way of, if your Jaws is doing something that it shouldn't be doing, it's a good way of determining, you know, okay, is it, is it Jaws or is it something in my settings? And uh, what is supposed to happen is that eloquence should come on at the default voice and the default speed, because that's what you get when you first install Jaws. However, due to some weird bugs, what sometimes might happen is you'll either get the uh, Allison uh, voice from Nuance or you might get Eloquence at a very, very high pitch or high rate of speed. Um, That is not supposed to happen, but it can happen. So when, when it does just be prepared to do a, control alt -alt page down to slow that speech down and you may have to go into the jaws settings to make adjustments to the voice Um, but it will help you to once you do that jaws will behave as it does when you first install it and i've had to do that several times in order to determine okay is 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 the bug in jaws or is the bug in my jaws profile if it is in your profile, so if JAWS behaves normally when you go into the default mode, by the way, if you press insert space in the letter Z again, it toggles off the default mode back into your settings. And if you find that JAWS is behaving um, normally in the default mode, but improperly in you know, your mode with your settings, you, there are several things you could do. You could reinstall JAWS and do a repair. Um, if you if you know how to find it, you can go into your settings folder and look for the configuration files. So if it's, if it's Word that's behaving very strangely, you could go to, I think it's Word.jcf in your settings folder, and I wouldn't delete it, but rename it to something else in case you have to go back to it. Um, so I don't want to go into all the other details about how to do that, because it'll go into the weeds. But the bottom line is if you press insert space and the letter Z is in Zulu, that will toggle JAWS from going uh, in and out of its default uh, mode. And it'll say something like default user directory mode. Mm-hmm. Um, so that, that's, that's what I wanted to, to offer for that. Awesome. Thank you, thanks, David. David. Appreciate it. No Appreciate worries.
3: that keystroke because I had forgotten it and it works. It says default alternate user directory mode is what JAWS yes. says. So, uh, and that is a toggle. So you can do that JAWS key space Zeta to toggled off as David said, and uh, turning JAWS off and restarting, which means restarting your computer should take you back to your settings. Thanks, David. Mm-hmm. Who do we got next there? Sheila? Gregory. Hey, Gregory. Hello.
7: Can you hear me? Yep, we can hear you. And now lowered. Yeah, um, after I updated um, my JAWS to the latest uh, software, Jonathan I has left the meeting. When I uh, open up my HP uh, PC and it goes to the um, desktop, it automatically starts reading my desktop icons automatically. And then some other time I'll, re- I'll open up, turn on my computer, it'll start reading them in Greek. Have you heard of
3: this? Is it is it some kind of setting in the new setting or? So, where I would start is kind of what David was just talking about too, okay. Uh, okay. to see if that's <laughs> the case because that's strange. I've never had, it, actually, I, I lie, I have had it automatically read desktop icons, but it doesn't happen to me consistently. So uh, I'm not um, sure what could yeah. be causing that. Yeah, it's not
7: consistent, but. Uh, I mean I've heard it reading it reading them in Greek
3: delta no. this delta that that's weird yeah. okay. that is strange yeah.
7: yes that's I mean
3: okay yep. And and Greg, one thing to bring up to you that I like to mention to people uh, because it is a good resource is there is the Microsoft Disability Answer Desk. So if your icons are read to you in Greek and it just it's it keeps giving you that information, it might be advantageous to reach out to them because they can actually see what's going on on your screen. It's random. You, it's oh, random. it's random. Does yeah. when it switches to Greek, does it stay Greek for a little no, bit um, or does no. it? Go-
7: no. I'll ah. I'll go back and it'll start.
3: In, and sometimes it doesn't read the icons. Huh. Yeah. Try, try uh, the JAWS key space Z and for a little okay. while and see if that gives you a better experience and then start experimenting with modifying some settings there um, okay. to see if that fixes it. Okay. Yeah. And
7: Microsoft
3: accessibility
7: is a great asset. So it's very good. It is.
3: And if you have access to be my eyes, it's really awesome when you can just call them on video chat and they can just video with you and help you as well. So, I've forgotten about that. Yep. It's under specialized assistance, and they're also working with some AI. So if you tell it the problems that you're having, it'll ask you questions about the assistive technology you're at, you're using, and then suggest some solutions for you. And if it's not able to assist you, then you always have the option like you do in Be My AI to just call someone from Be My Eyes. So pretty cool to play with.
7: Thank you very much. Have a good no day. No worries.
3: Yep. You Who too. Who's that next, Sheila? Thanks. Hey.
7: Hey, Hank,
9: you're muted. Hank,
3: you may need to hit F six to get that. Got it. button. F six followed by tab, or if you're on the Mac command, grave accent, cause that's useful.
9: All right. We'll go to Eugenia. We'll come back to Hank.
1: Good morning. Hey, How are you?
9: Hi, I'm doing
12: great. Thank you. I have a question. I have um. here, the M1, and I was, we were looking with somebody at at something. Turn off voice, and the keyboard, uh, she was, hello? Yeah, we can
9: hear you, Eugenia. Go
12: ahead.
3: Go ahead, Eugenia.
12: Oh, I heard somebody talk. Uh, yeah, and, and the keyboard uh, was typing. The voice was keep, uh, kept talking. The iPad, it didn't talk. Still connected somehow to are you, the. Are you
1: uh, asking about an iPad or your computer?
12: iPad. iPad Air. M, M, M1 iPad Air.
1: So, what you should try to do is a three finger double tap or triple tap turns speech on and off. It doesn't turn voiceover on and off. It just turns the speech on and off. Oh, okay. Three finger, triple tap. Three finger, triple tap. So sometimes people do that on accident and they don't realize what they did. But if, if you can't do that, then you could also turn off voiceover with Siri. Wait a second. And then turn voiceover back on again. So you would invoke Siri and say turn off voiceover. Then wait a second, okay. and then invoke Siri again, and then say turn on voiceover. And when you do that, it should bring the speech back on again.
12: Think what's happened. You know, I, I was I was going through settings and anything that will be the reason that this was happening.
1: It's kind of a weird thing because if you're using voiceover, you would think if you need it, you would never want to have your speech off. But there is a way to turn the speech on and off without turning voiceover on. and, off, right? Right. and It's a little yeah, bit kind of weird. So.
12: Yeah, I, I, can t- I know how to. Sometime. Yes. Okay.
1: Okay. Good luck. Hopefully that'll work out for you.
9: Yeah. Uh, thank you. Yep. No problem. Okay. We're almost to Tent Hill and <laughs> you have two hands. So, Hank, you are unmuted.
11: Hey, good afternoon, everybody. Um, uh, uh, are you guys familiar with the uh, program Recover?
1: No, I'm not. Michael's so either. You guys are. I am not. Nope.
11: Oh, that's that's dangerous. <laughs> <laughs> well, see, it's a recovery program. It's supposed to recover a, a deleted files, mm-hmm. and uh, and it crashes on. Uh, it crashes as soon as you turn it on. And this morning it went all the way to ninety eight percent, and then crashed. And mm-hmm. uh, and I have notified them, and uh, I I don't get any uh, any reaction from them. And looking back, uh, it it looks like that they've had this kind of problem going on since uh, twenty sixteen.
1: And, and uh, if it's not resolved, you might want to look at other options out there. There's a lot of backup options out there that you can use. You might want to try something different.
11: <clears throat> do you know of any uh, any good recovery programs?
1: What kind I'm of computer pres- do you have? Well, you're on Windows, I'm assuming. Correct.
11: I have a uh, I uh, I have uh, Windows 10. Okay, Michael, uh,
1: go ahead. Sorry.
11: Go.
3: Uh, So I was just saying, I don't know of a recovery uh, program to use. There may be some other people who have a suggestion for one, because especially when it comes to accessibility as well. I have not used those type of utilities, though. But as Marty was saying, if they haven't fixed it in the last seven years, it might be worth moving on. um, And hopefully someone will have a, a solution for you.
1: One other thing I'm going to suggest, too, or let you know about is you could be having an issue with your actual physical hard drive itself, and that may be why the software is not able to complete the backup, so that might be something to look into as well.
11: well I've done it on two computers, and it did the same thing, so it's uh, it, it's not, uh, I don't think it's there. I would research uh,
1: and maybe I, find I, some other software, because it sounds I'm like this to, is one
11: initial. I'm trying to find a way to get uh, somehow or another, uh, uh, the SD card says uh, you need to format this drive, and 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 uh, and and uh, a week ago there was a uh, it was full, you know. And David, and you want to chime
1: in real quick because it looks like you have a comment on this.
14: Um, I didn't have much to say about this except that. Um, when you talk about this uh f- this program uh is it RECUVA as in recover? Yes. Oh yeah, that's an undelete program. So it's um it's it's for recovering deleted or lost files. It's made by the same company that does CCleaner actually. Yes,
11: yes, I, um, I understand that but uh right. you know uh the problem is it uh, uh it doesn't work. When's the last time you downloaded it? Uh, I just
14: uh, updated it this morning. Oh, interesting. I'll take a look at that because I I do have that, and I have not run into that problem. So I'm wondering if Marty is kind of on the right track that maybe it's, um, I don't know, there's something about your hard drive. Do you have an SSD or do you have a standard
11: uh, hard disk drive, a spinning drive? I have a uh, SSD hmm well i,
1: could I don't, be a compatibility issue could be any number of things really
11: yeah Yeah, but I've, i see I, I, if i did this on two computers and stuff like that uh, then uh it is a problem with the program so but i sent them a screenshot of all of this once and and uh and and so uh it still has the same issue so uh, i don't know what they're going to do
1: and we are running out of time. We have maybe one more question, and that's going to be all we're going to have time for.
11: Would you guys please send me an email uh, for your email address?
1: You can email us at feedback at, unmute.show. Feedback at
11: unmute Feedback Oh, oh, feedback at unmute dot show dot okay. show.
1: Yep. Thank okay.
11: All right, guys. Thanks thank a lot.
1: You. All right, no problem. Restoria. Hey, Restoria. Yeah.
11: Can you
6: give me the number for the disability line, please?
3: Um, I don't Microsoft. Do you, do you know what
1: it is, Michael, off the top
3: of your head? So I should have it memorized, but I do not. However, oh, okay. it is 1 800 936 5900. And again, they're also available on the Be My Eyes application under specialized assistance. Thank you
6: so much.
1: No problem. Is Pam the last one? Pam, you yeah. want to try and make uh-huh. it super fast? We yeah. got Yes, just very quickly. Out
9: of time. So, someone, someone said that the um, toggling speech on and off is a three-finger triple tap. That happens to be screen curtains, so it is a three-finger double tap.
3: Thank you. So thank you for that correction, thanks, Pam. I appreciate that. You're welcome.
1: All right, everyone. Thanks so much. Uh, we will be here at the same time next week. So hope to see you guys back. As always, Brad, Sheila, thank you so much for all you do and all of your assistance. And everybody have a great week. Check out MacBytes with Bits tonight. That'll be going on at 8 Eastern. And everybody have a great week. And we'll see you next time.